Welcome back to episode 105 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I am Mike. I am here with my man, Anthony. I am here with my other man, Grizz. And we are joined by a special guest from the Laser Graves Podcast, and that is Mr. E.K. Wimmer. Hey. E.K., what's up, man? How's it going, guys? (laughs) Pretty good. You have done a commentary with us, so you are not exactly a freshman here. You're like a sophomore, I guess. Right. Right? (laughs) Not exactly, you know, you're not exactly there yet. This is the first step to ascending to being absolutely stupid. So <laughs> he's like the Adam Banks that gets yeah, drafted yeah. to the Ducks. Don't, you know, don't hang around with us too much, man. We're like polluting the gene pool over here. I'm about to get fired from my okay. job because my IQ keeps falling. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that Rob Zombie, man. We actually have, uh, what do we have on right now? This is a live concert from... 98. The, oh, the San Jose Event Center. Was that different than the SAP the, Center? It was or the SAP it, Center, yeah. So Anthony and I have been in this building. Yes. How about that? Not for Rob Zombie. Not for, for Rob Zombie. or some shit? It, yeah, was it was for Raw. It was a Raw at the WrestleMania. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why we have this on is because this week we will be talking about Heavy music, I guess, would be the best way to generalize this. Horror movies. Yeah. And we all know that heavy music, you know, metal. You want to include punk in this? Obviously. Just because. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, metal, punk, hard rock, whatever you want to call it. Very easy to, you know, put together with horror movies we're basically just going to dissect the freddy versus jason um record the whole time dude <laughs> we're gonna talk about that this is we actually will. is a freddy versus jason review and go <laughs> starts out forced dark so as you know you know a lot of a lot of bands are heavily influenced by you know horror movies it's always been a thing fucking bands putting clips from movies artwork for albums it's all there right uh probably more um well known i guess in like death metal right oh that's that would probably have been the you know the first place you're really gonna hear prominent clips from movies and shit like that i mean prove me wrong please oh no Uh, i mean the genre death metal and horror movies it's I mean, it's like chocolate chip cookies and milk, baby. They go hand in hand. You, know, you, you can't have one without the other. When you're watching a horror movie and you're a metal fan, you think death metal. When you're listening to a death metal song and you hear those lyrics, you think horror movie. It's like, yeah. you know, one without the other. It doesn't exist. Yeah, I would also include uh, in industrial music in general, too, like 90s yes, era. for you know, sure. Uh, because I, I can think of Skinny Puppy like live performances. It's basically just a <laughs> horror movie, you know, and those yeah. kinds of bands too. At that same time, 
it, they they went hand in hand. There there were clips from from horror movies. They were incorporating like videos on their live projections. It's just it's all one big happy family. Yeah, God flesh too. They were doing that shit. Yeah, fucking ruled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what and like what that um that movie? Uh, it's so funny if you that movie Lords of Chaos. Even if it wasn't like factually correct, they kind of talked about how it was like if you were part of like that whole uh, that whole like. Like, like, even though it was like horror influence, like, oh no, horror movies are stupid. You're a loser. But it's all horror movie influence. All right, now that we brought that up once, can we never bring that movie up again? Yeah. Oh, no, no, I was trust wondering. me. I was no, trust me. No, I, I had a big. The reason why I bring it up, I have a big complaint about that movie. Besides a million other things about the researching this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no. The, when I was researching this podcast, like, oh, heavy metal in um, horror movies, and it kept on coming up on an article article on BuzzFeed and. Lords of Chaos was in it. I'm like, number one, this is not a horror movie. Number two, this movie is incorrect about so many things. Number three, who wrote this article that said this is a horror movie? Like, I was getting... It was was so stupid. I was very angry. Yeah, I mean, like, I would say there are bands that were very heavily... uh, I can't speak. Take a shot. Heavily influenced by horror films. Things like the Misfits. Yeah, the Misfits right? is number one. I, I have think. a Misfits tattoo. I guess. Yeah. You know, I think that goes with the territory. Yeah. Uh, being were, like a yeah. suburban fucking asshole. They're very good <laughs> at bringing in like horror themes into like like songs, like especially the early stuff. They would like influence the horror movies to like those like old takes on rock songs. Like they mm-hmm. were one of the first bands to not only use like samples, but like infusing horror movies into their songs basically yeah i mean that was probably one of the bands that like that was what they were about like everything that they did was it was all fucking horror movies isn't it even like considered horror metal isn't that like one of the genres they they yeah yeah well like horror rock yeah death rock. rock would that be like death rock I guess. I guess. Like, I, I would no, consider the categories. Horrorcore. I would Horrorcore? say Sam Hain was more death rock. Yeah, I yes. give you that. So one that one that one band that for me would be included in this list that was early on in the early '80s would have been Bauhaus with you know goth rock because not oh, only obviously sure. like Bela Lugosi's dead, but I have a couple VHS live performances of them back in their prime, and you know it's basically they're just recreating the old Hammer films. And I, you know, their videos were that way too. And I really, I was drawn to that as a teenager because I loved horror and I loved goth rock. And, you know, Bauhaus was kind of like the perfect combination for me. And so they're ones that I always go to also when I think about the early fusings of of 80s kind of horror and and rock or metal or the the darker side of music. Bauhaus is like king for me. And you're going to see some Bauhaus songs in some of the movies that we're going to talk about later, right? So it's like legitimately in the genre now. And that whole like goth culture back like in the early 80s and stuff, that was very, you know, like you said, it's heavily, uh, heavily influenced by horror films, like more so, you know, classic universal horror, a lot of like vampire stuff and, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Well, and the kings of heavy metal alone took their name from a horror movie fucking Black Sabbath yeah with yeah. Mario yeah. Bava yeah. yeah I mean yeah. that is exactly where they took the name for that band because they were like fucking Earth and then some other stupid ass name that was even worse than that before <laughs> but how perfect is that that I mean the number one metal band everybody knows in the world 
came from a fucking horror movie. That's how yeah. married the genre is together. So what I would say too is about incorporating like horror movies into live performances. I'm gonna. This is my chance to chime in for Grizz and uh, and Rob Zombie. <laughs> is uh, you know back in in my days of my teenage years, I saw White Zombie quite a few times, and they were always one of the biggest kind of proponents of that. I remember. I don't remember what time it was. I saw them. But their entire stage was essentially, uh, you know, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 film set. Like, the drum riser was up on an old horror shack, and there was hanging bodies that would drop down randomly. And then they had a, a huge projection in the back that would play just clips of the most obscure shit. And some of them I still don't even know what they came from, and maybe you guys do, but <laughs> one of them in particular I remember was this, like, Asian superhero with a cape running, and then she jumps up in the air and spreads her legs open and flies with her crotch first at this guy's <laughs> face and kills him. And I was like, what am I... I mean, I was, like, 16 at the time. I'm like, what am I watching? <laughs> that guy. Yeah, and so, I mean... <laughs> Take it or leave it, but those guys put on a, definitely a horror show as well as just a rock concert. It was it was fun back in the day. White Zombie knew how to put on a show. I mean, another band yeah. with a name taken from a horror. Yeah, band, White exactly. Zombie. Yep. So true. so entwined. That's true. I saw White Zombie once. It was the same night as a band was um, hijacked a radio station down the block in L.A. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember when that happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the same night. When the cops came in, they were asking questions. It was weird. And, yeah, whatever happened that weird. radio station? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they went soft. They, I think they were called The Rain. Oh, Easy yeah, Listening. Easy Listening. Yeah, they got soft. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the band got off because of, of good behavior. They got they got out early oh, after. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The well, Lone Rangers. The Lone Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> so another, like, I don't know, like, how well-versed you are in certain genres of music and stuff, but, like, bands like the cramps mm-hmm. right all this stuff like psycho billy yeah that's yeah. like a fucking oh, yeah. whole genre yeah. of music that's just about our movies mixed with like rockabilly so you got bands like demented Argo and all that shit where all of that stuff is about zombies and you know monsters and aliens and shit like that that's one subculture that fucking rules dude like i'm not like in that subculture but i always like whenever i see that shit i'm like you guys are cool as fuck man i dig it european yeah. man you guys are into it yeah that's all from europe <laughs> i don't have any hair so i can't be a greaser i think that's why i'm not into it <laughs> yeah you can't have the pompadour man we're fucked damn i'm about 10 years too late on that one too <laughs> I, think, yeah, I, I think as yeah, I think I'm the only one on the podcast that could do a pomodoro. No, yeah. well, right now you're not. Right, EK yeah. has a, a luscious head of hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's way better looking than all of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, is there anything else you guys uh, want to add here before we get into this? conversation about I actual we'll have movies. plenty of time to, to dive into the, all yeah. the other amazing songs that I want to mention so <laughs> okay so uh, let's take a break and when we come back we will talk about some fucking heavy goddamn movies hey everyone this is EK Wimmer and I'm Mariah Rose and we are from the Laser Graves podcast a podcast that is devoted to telling you fascinating and amazing stories from the 1980s. We look at movies, we read books, we are literate, and we also talk about events from the 1980s. Yeah, did you enjoy the farting zombies of Spookies like we did? Who Covered does? that one. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who 
<laughs> well, join us if you want to hear about some fun movies and events from the 80s. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. And if you'd like to catch up on older episodes, you can visit us at www.lasergraves.com. So see you there. Bye. All right. So before we actually start talking about, you know, these movies, what do you guys consider like a metal movie or like a punk movie? What makes it a punk movie, a metal movie? Does it necessarily have to have, uh, you know, a metal band in it or a metal soundtrack or a punk band in it? Anything like that? Like, what do you guys think? Well, I think that for one, like, like you said, I don't think think it has to have necessarily a metal soundtrack or even like a metal band in it. There's plenty of movies that give you that metal vibe or that even that you know rock and roll vibe and i think that's just because of what we even talked about in the intro to this episode of how the two things are so entwined in the culture that just watching something of this nature will give you that kind of feeling so i I, there's plenty of movies that i would consider you know this this feels like you know heavy metal that doesn't have a drop of heavy metal in the entire movie yeah just the vibe yeah the vibe alone yeah yeah. Okay. What do you think, man? I kind of have always divided it into two sections. Like, you can have a metal movie that's just straight up, like, yeah, there's a band in the movie and it's a metal movie. That's the obvious go to. But then there's just that movie that people know and they just say that, you know, that's metal as fuck. Like, what do you what do you mean by that? <laughs> and I think it's more yeah. like it's dark, it's extreme, it's got like a lot of blood and it's satanic or whatever. But there's certain qualities oh, yeah. that people don't even need to explain. It's just inherent that like. Yeah, if you have a metal soundtrack, of course that's going to be somewhat metal too, but there are, there are films that don't even have metal soundtracks that I would just be like, damn, that's pretty metal as well. I think it's just you you yeah. know it the more you watch it, but the go-to would be, yeah, a metal horror movie would be something that has like a metal band or a metal soundtrack, but I think that it's a lot more complicated than that because, uh, you know, so much stuff can be metal. It just, it depends on the mood, the tone, the intention, you know, the subject matter. And that's what I like about it. When I say I like metal horror, I don't mean like I only like, you know, Rocktober blood. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I like yeah. anything that's just kind of dark and gritty and different, you know? I think it goes even one step further than that, where it doesn't even have to have like a ton of blood no. or like violence in it or anything. There's movies that are metal as fuck and there it has none of that. And we'll get into yeah, that a little yeah, later. For sure. But you're right. It's all about like. You know what's being shown on the screen like what kind yeah. of picture are they trying to show us like is it you know fucking like this epic fucking horror movie with this larger than life story and all that that all kind of makes it you know kind of metal it can be <laughs> something so simple as a fucking t-shirt dude if i'm yeah. watching a horror movie and there's like the cast has like uh, a band that I'd recognize, like a thrash band or something. I'm like, this is metal as fuck. <laughs> Even if it's not, I'm just like, it, I feel like it because I, I see things that I recognize and associate with it. Yeah. Or even just a dark and image even, of like, you know, there's somebody in this cloak with a, you know, a skull on top of their head with horns. I'm like, well, there's no blood. There's no anything. But the imagery is just so metal. Like metal. that's, that's metal, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. can you watch this movie and like put on a fucking like, you know, fucking black metal record <laughs> yeah. and watch it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like makes sense. You know what I mean? Well, I think the point about the good point about the shirts you brought up, I think like the thing about that too, that how it ties it in, it's like that's like the director and the people with the film going, These worlds are like it's like this goes hand in hand. If you like this 
band, you're probably going to like this movie. This is the demo for each. Yeah. And as far as things about not being super violent, too, and being metal, like, I think we talked a little about last week about, like, the old New England, like, stories that are, like, done in, like, we talked about The, the Witch for a second, like, all oh, those yeah. movies that that movie emulated, where there's not a lot of violence, but there's more so, like, witchcraft. Atmosphere. And, yeah, and, like, devil worshiping that's a great it's example like, of a movie that's and, metal yeah for sure yeah but you, you you know what i mean it's like not movies that are not even super violent but it's like after the fact that it came out they became associated with metal because of all the devil worshippers metal like you know i get it but i think i think that's why there's the yeah. it's so each style of metal and punk or whatever to horror movies there's like an adjacent version for each one yes and i also I feel like talking about punk movies there's also like a, a very specific genre film that was out in, you know, New York City in like the late 70s, mm-hmm. early 80s. You know, things like Driller Killer and uh, Slime City, Street Trash. Like these movies weren't necessarily punk in that they had like punk rock people in it or, you know, it was taking place at a club or, you know, a little bit. You know, Driller Killer does have those sort of things, but just hints. But just I, I know the, what you're getting at, though, especially with Street Trash. Like just the whole like idea of the movie, the way it was even made. Like, so you're going even meta at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but punks became like. It's funny that you bring up punk and like how bring it up. Like, I feel like in the 80s, especially maybe in the late 70s too, punks like in movies like punk rockers yeah. were always like the heavy or the bully like terminator terminator one like they're all punks hanging out yeah in la yeah. well people you know, were afraid like, of them at that yeah, time exactly like, they it's, were crazy and i think and someone's wearing a harm like a horror movie shirt in i forgot what movie, i think it was like a crappy matt dylan 80s movie but i was on the other day i'm like why are all these punks wearing fucking like black sh- like like you know punks and metalheads are wearing these obscure bands like who was the person that put this together that's spot on like why are they always the bad guys yeah yeah it's always nice to see that in in a movie like when like you guys were saying like with a metal shirt or something that means somebody who was making this movie consciously was like i want to give that little bit of like my personality you know what i mean like i want to just give that little wink and as people that are into that type of music, whenever you see that, it really makes you go like, oh, look at that. Like, did wink. you see that? Yeah. I'm immediately you drawn know, to it. Yeah. Immediately, like a, a flight of <laughs> yeah. shit, dude. I'm so bad. Yeah. There's two, uh, there's two <laughs> movies that I think of that are like, I wouldn't describe, you know, right away as metal, but then they have these nods, like you're saying, Mike, of going like, I'm just going to show maybe a band or a style that I want to make the film a little bit grittier. And it changes the whole tone of the, the movie. Like one is the incubus. Have you guys seen that? And it's got this killer yes. like sequence in the middle of it out of nowhere with Bruce Dickinson, you know, and Samson. He's like, yeah. it's awesome. And I'm like, yeah. this is metal as hell, like right now. And then it goes right back to it just being like this, this you know, incubus supernatural story. But I kind of consider that a metal movie still. And then the the bigger one for me is Alone in the Dark because it's this cool slasher. But then out of nowhere, he walks in this club. And there's this punk band called the Sick Fucks, which I actually have that record on vinyl. It's awesome. <laughs> That's great. You know, chop up your mother. <laughs> chop, chop, chop up your mother. And it's <laughs> it's awesome. But it also changes the entire tone of the film. Because from that point on, I'm like, oh, this film's a little grittier than I thought it was. And it's because they chose to include that band in the movie. And yeah. now you've got that whole like subtone of it. And I, I dig that kind of early experimentation before metal horror kind of got polished and became a formula. There were just these early experiments yeah. of inserting 
kind of punk or metal into movies. Yeah. Yeah. Repo Man. Yeah. I was going to say Repo <laughs> Man. That's exactly what I was just going to say. Like, yeah. It just oh. has that punk feel, dude. You're absolutely just right. Just got that Criterion sweet ass Criterion case yesterday. <laughs> for, for $15 at Barnes and Noble. Damn. That's sweet. It's a steel book, right? It's, it's, uh, it's steel book, but um, 50% off like all the Blu rays. <sighs> so. That's a beautiful thing. If you buy nine, you get the tenth for free. God damn. So now that we now that we kind of identified, you know, what these movies are, what they might be, what are some tropes of these films? Like what's something like like we could even do, you know, we'll do the ridiculous and then we'll do, you know, the more, I guess, uh fucking dead singer, uh, number one. I feel like uh, yeah. the typical there's always a dead rock star, dead fucking singer. Uh, well, that's kind of coming from real life, right? Mm -hmm. That's always like, a, you know, an urban legend, this or that, play a record backwards and something's yeah. going to, ha somebody's going to speak to you, all this shit. Well, yeah, Satan, and another trope. There you go. Were you yeah. not a fan of The Crow? Because I love The Crow. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, dude, that's like a mall metal movie, dude. You nailed it. <laughs> hey, you like VHSs so much, one of the highest selling VHSs in history. Yeah, but we don't like high selling VHS. Yeah. We want the one that you should know the history. You should know the history. You know, as far as tropes. That's, that's your mainstream. As far as tropes also, I would say, you know, there's... Yeah, the demons, Satan, power struggles, all that. But also, I I say the the biggest one is like the corruption of youth. Kind of goes hand in hand with both metal and punk. Like as long oh, as that theme, cool. like the music, is corrupting the youth in some way, whether it be yes. you know, Return of the Living Dead or Black Roses, both of them share that similarity. Where there's this fear that the youth is being corrupted by the music, that also kind of makes it metal too, and that's a trope. Yeah, and something about that, if you look at all the movies that are like punk. The punks are already punks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're already there. But in all the metal movies, the metal person always ends up like getting worse. You know what <laughs> oh, I mean? Yeah. Like they're always like sort of normal and they end up getting fucking like evil in some sort evil of way. Ed. Or evil yeah, ed. yeah, 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 exactly. Dude, evil ed like, is totally You know what metal. I mean? <laughs> Dude, as you would say, metal as fuck, evil yeah. ed. Dude, what do you what do you think what do you think evil ed's favorite band would be? Dokken. No. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. It's too obscure. Uh, uh, Black Sabbath. There you go. Dude, I would think Evil Ed's favorite band would be like Iron Maiden. Yeah, I, I was going to say it. like Quiet Riot or something like that. Yeah, I yeah no, I go Quiet Riot. He looks like a Maiden guy with that fucking, uh, with that jacket on. He's a that Ryan is a Maiden head. jacket, you're right. <laughs> but no, it's funny. It's like kind of like tropes in these movies too, especially in that kind of time period. Like in Return of the Living Dead, do you, like all, all everyone, everyone besides is everyone's punks, but like you know what I mean, like all like all, all the they in the in the larger scheme they're all punks, Basically. but there's like new wave. But they all know and... how to dance. They all know how to, like you know what it's like. It just what I think is like why does like the same thing I just said before like it's a big trope was like all the punks and metal guys are the bad guys. Like they are troublemakers. The troublemakers. Or, they are like like boss number two to the main boss in a movie. You know what I mean? Like they're like the bullies in high school or they're, they're gonna cause the, a fight. They're the ones that start whatever bad thing is gonna happen. Right. They're the ones that cause or, it. Or they get killed right before they like right before they start believing you. Yeah, 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 there's no monster, whatever. And he goes to punch you and he gets killed by the monster. You were right. I think uh, I, I listened to too much Black like, Sabbath. A, a trope that's specific to the the the, uh, the 80s, 90s, you know, specific death metal rock 
or heavy metal horror movies like you know rocktober blood shock em dead and stuff is they all had crazy fucking guitars yeah. and that was one of my favorite aspects of yeah. those movies was the wild ass guitars that you would see in those movies that is my favorite trope of all time hell yeah we're gonna have a budget i need a guitar budget yeah <laughs> i need a dual-headed fucking dragon breathing guitar i love it yeah no, no, who actually worked on some of those movies, like horror movies, like a musical coordinator for like horror movies and major movies. Do you remember that band Orgy? Yeah, oh, the guitarist, the songwriter of Orgy, like left the industry because he did one movie where he was like, "Oh, I could get paid." He's a producer too, I read, but he's like, "Oh, I could get paid just to like pick out what equipment people could." Yeah, and that's what he does. Like any, like he gets hired to be like a stage coordinator. For these giant productions, so oh, really? not you see a movie orgy albums anymore. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would quit orgy. Gets him away from that. I would quit orgy for less reasons. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying. Hey, that that Blue Monday fucking cover is pretty good. It's uh, more. Yeah, it didn't need to happen yeah. though. Yeah, uh, I like that. There's a lot of covers that didn't need to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's definitely true. Another trope that I could think of is like a Lovecraftian type story. Yeah. Um, Something that's like you know otherworldly in that sort of way you know you, that's more also like a modern uh horror trope too you know what i mean like a movie that you would consider like metal that just came out pretty recently like that's more of a within the last 10 years i feel like right like more ugh, like you could fucking put a cradle of filth record on and watch it. <laughs> dude jesus christ danny filth made his own horror movie so yes but it was like a slasher, I think, bro. Yeah, it was, and it was horrible, dude. It's like the cheesiest <laughs> shit ever, as you can imagine. He should have just, but... just been in the Rumpelstiltskin arena. Did he in the Rumpelstiltskin Holy shit. He has the years, man. He's good. Yeah, he looks already like the motherfucker, honestly. Uh, what, are, what are some other things you can think of? Uh, mountainous settings? Like like the wilderness. I think a big one, yeah, to some degree, but it's also you know a lot of them happen around studios and or in bedrooms and stuff. But I think that uh, one of the biggest tropes is also like the underdog, where this kid's kind of bullied or something like that. Where or if it's not even bullied, I mean, Shock 'em Dead and Trick or Treat both share this, where it's somebody who wants to be something that they're not, and then they get it, yeah. and it ends up taking them over. Like this idea that uh, the, that that dark element can corrupt you if you want it. So it's supposed to be like a cautionary tale of, of you know, careful what you ask for. And that's kind of inherent to ah, heavy metal horror. The old monkey paw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree with that, though. That yeah, I feel too. like that goes with the whole, like, uh, they're always starting some bullshit, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> they can't just deal with it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I feel like also with the a lot of heavy metal and punk movies of the 80s a lot of them were slasher films right oh, supernatural yes. too it's supernatural slasher i think just because out of popularity of those movies at the time too uh i agree yeah, yeah when we run through them like i actually because this is just the type of person i am is i kind of created a timeline on you know when they came to real popularity and then when they dropped back down and it's interesting to see those similarities between if they're slashers, if they're supernatural, you know, what 
how far they go with the effects and stuff like that. And it seems like they all kind of play off each other to create their own subgenre that had never existed before. Like one's always looking to the one that came right before it and then building upon it. So it's like every other slasher film of the 80s. Yeah. What can we take from that that worked and then put it in our film? Exactly. How can we make it work even more? (laughs) Another, another trope too could be, um, if you really think about it, it's a lot of movies, especially in the eighties too. Like I feel like, but the climax of the movie or like before the end in Sukin starts, it always like goes to like a band, like it goes to like, we're going to a concert or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the, before the final showdown, that's always the, like Terminator. That's the, like, that, like it happens in a nightclub with a yeah. bunch of buns, punks dance. They're all dressed like punks and they're <laughs> dancing to techno in the club. Hey, yeah. <laughs> the techno-war. 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 I'm about the techno-war. I would, I would be the guy in the club dancing. <laughs> I'm just saying the climax and all those, like, you know, it's like, especially, I feel like in like the slashers of the mid nineties too would do that. Like the scream series is notorious for like going to like a concert or something. Then something happens or like, a you know, something like that. So if for we're a social gathering. Yeah. So if we're going to talk about the nineties out of all the different, you know, time periods that these movies have been made, what do you think is the absolute best block of time that these movies were being made was it like you know the 70s the 80s 90s what's your highlight period for these movies you think opinion no ek lead us on this one man (laughs) you have the master list right now yeah yeah i definitely have an answer for that one i mean without you know spoiler alert it's the 80s but there's a reason and that's because the 80s the (laughs) 80s was the platform for this kind of genre like prior to this Mm -hmm. you could put you could put rock music in a movie like Terror on Tour or something like that that came out in 80. And what happened is you just happened to have a movie with rock in it, but it wasn't a metal horror. And that's because metal hadn't become something that was considered dangerous or fearful and could corrupt the youth. And so what you needed was some kind of event to catapult this genre into action. And what ended up happening is the satanic panic of the 80s. And when you get that, when you get that fear on a national level that was unique to America, really, then you're going to get this reaction in cinema. And by the time the satanic panic starts to, you know, dwindle down, you know, late 80s, early 90s, it's no, you know, it's not a shock that so does metal horror yeah. in its prime. Because if you look at the movies and if you want, I can kind of run down like the the actual movies that had heavy metal bands in them versus just kind of metal style movies. And what you'll see is they really do amp up by like the mid to late 80s. And that's totally because that's when the satanic panic was in full effect, especially because of Tipper Gore, you know, she created this parents music resource center in 85 (laughs) and then was trying to like tell everybody, you know, the music's corrupting the youth. And then that led to the Senate hearings that all happened in 85. And then what you get is parental advising. You get that, you know, crazy thing about, the filthy 15 where she releases this list because she's got nothing better to do with her life about, (laughs) you know, all these songs that are corrupting the youth, like wasp, but even fuck like a everything. It's like Prince Madonna. (laughs) It's all that. And then what ends up happening is, is it really a surprise that that happens in 85? And then in 86, we get trick or treat, which is a direct response to that. And then after trick or treat, that's when they really start to amp up because by 87, you get rock and roll nightmare by 88, you get, you know, Hard Rock Nightmare, Hack a Lantern, Lone Wolf, Black Roses, 89, you get Scream Dream, Heavy Metal Massacre, all these things. Like, 
you can see the direct wave that you know it just created its own genre in america i'm so thankful for the fucking satanic panic it created so much amazing (laughs) shit I, I love the. Uh, thank you for being afraid of nothing. It's so fucking fantastic. I love it. <laughs> but hey, man, it got real around here. Well, if you're familiar with the Ricky Casso story, that well, happened right in Northport. Uh, Anthony's mom lives in the area. She she, she lives over there. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. very um, familiar with yeah. the fact that my favorite metal movie i will be referencing that exact story <laughs> later when we talk about our favorite movies and that oh yeah that is an amazing i have a lot story. of i well, we could talk all day about that i know somebody that was in the know at the time well i am very excited to touch on that but <laughs> i i have to touch and say i will argue ek's point that the 80s is the highlight of the genre because for me personally the 90s is by far the best time period for this movie or these type of movies and i don't yeah. i think it's the best time for heavy metal feeling type of movies not the time period for oh these are movies about heavy metal bands the 90s you bring in that wave of low budget producers you know directors and you get some killer shit darkness oh yeah 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 lunatic <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah i mean we're talking movies that are metal to yeah. the core okay let me and clarify. that's where i feel like is the best movies <laughs> i have to clarify though I, the, the, my response oh, yeah. was to movies with heavy metal bands in them would have been okay, yeah, that's the 80s fair. now if we're talking metal point metal movies oh yeah the 90s for sure that's when you get yeah, darkness. Yeah. I mean, do I need to say any other film beyond that? Uh, that's darkness is the king. That's the king of right the there. Metal no, nineties were the most metal movies, but the late eighties were the most movies with heavy metal like bands and stuff. That was yeah, I can, the cliche. I can agree yes. with that. And the reason why I think that's such a great point, and I've been tr- trying to comment. You made this point about like how it was feared to unfeared. It's like it's in these obscure horror movies, and then the whole thing, as you said, about like everyone like it, the affiliation of it being evil to the world and then by the 90s Cannibal Corpse is playing in Ace Ventura Pet the Town. you know what I mean <laughs> New like, like, but like yeah yeah like yeah it's yeah, yeah, red or the white but it shows the fear I can fear never remember that one and, <laughs> I got two glasses on right now and basically he uh, I, I just like that point so much because it uh, it really just shows how it was feared and then literally it's just a backdrop to a midpoint of possibly one of the biggest comedies of the 90s well, we also had, like you said before, White Zombie. White Zombie mm-hmm. is in fucking Airheads. Airheads as so, just a throwaway. I I have to agree though with both of you because oh. remember in the nineties now you, you know people like Todd Sheets and all that shit. Uh, even you know with Darkness, this stuff was now accessible to them to make movies. You had a camcorder. You can go get a used Beta Cam now. And it wasn't five thousand right. dollars. You know what I mean? It was accessible to everybody in the nineties. And even shooting on sixteen millimeter, it was outdated. It was easy to buy that stuff at that point. At least I believe. Uh a lot easier than probably when it was in its heyday, oh, which was sure. what, like the late eighties, the mid eighties that they were shooting a lot of stuff on yeah. sixteen then. Yeah. Um EK, is that true? Yeah, well or am I just I would think so because head? yeah, that's I totally agree with the Access to low budget, you know, shot on video by the 90s, you can do the obvious like darkness and stuff like that. But I also think you do get legit metal movies like Death Metal Zombies that comes out. And I think that what the difference is, is that like the the 80s metal movies are kind of more studio style metal movies where they're campy and fun and they've got a budget. 
Whereas the 90s metal movies are like actual people who listen to heavy metal like these movies. They're not like for the masses. They're for a very specific metal crowd. And that makes them way more metal. It's just that they don't have the same cliches that the early 80s metal movies did. And I also feel like the punk movies of like the late 70s, early 80s have the same feeling as those shot on video movies of the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Where like at that, like they yeah. were all, you know, basically almost student films or just at a college, you know, film school and all that shit doing this stuff on a shoestring budget. There was no people, you know, saying here's fucking five million dollars to make a movie and we're going to do this. We're going to change your script. It was like, no, these dudes fucking just went out made these crazy ass movies and released them to whoever they could. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And look how many of them we're still talking about today. And they weren't giant box, you know, box office fucking smashes, but they stood the test of time because they were actually punk as fuck. Yeah. They were legit. Just like those movies from the nineties where like, you could tell these people like really were like, you had to be into this to do it. You know what I mean? Like you had to be passionate about it. And oh, to even sure. have like the metal music and like the metal undertones in your mu- uh, in your movies, like for you to write that into your movie, you have to really be into it because you wouldn't otherwise. And I think that comes with the '90s itself too, because if you look at the the genre and like you know metal as a whole, the shift it took into the '90s, you know that's when death metal explodes. You know, 90s death metal to me is the epitome of some of the best music in the world. Of course. And so with that comes you know this low budget wave too and the two things come together where you have this extreme new style of music and this new platform that people just like you you know kids teenagers have the ability to get some camcorders and put these things to camera and that's where you get these most amazing metal movies that they may not have a drop of dude the tempe video for example if you watch you know kingdom of the vampire that feels like such a metal movie because they're all fucking metal kids, man. Like, there's not a ton of metal in that movie. But you feel that way because you can tell they're a bunch of fans that listen to metal and shit. They got leather jackets on and vests and shit. So it just kind of opens up that door to that uh, that time period. And it's, it's like a time capsule. You can see the shift happen from the movies that are metal and the music that is metal into the 90s. Even the City of Vampires. Like, that to me, I, I still feel like that's a metal movie as well. And I, oh, for and sure. I think the yeah. difference is that the the idea of what is a metal movie had shifted as well, because in the 80s, it was a heavy metal movie, which was more like, you know, guitars and, and uh, spandex and hair metal and stuff like that. <laughs> Whereas in the 90s, when you use the term metal, it's much more death metal. It's dark. It's gritty. You know, and I think that that's really interesting is that I, I, it, you have to change your notion of what makes a movie metal from decade to decade and see if it still qualifies. And I think that you can't compare 90s and 80s with the term metal because they're two totally different styles of metal movie. 90s to 2000s too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I have to agree with you with the 90s and being, you know, great time for uh, (gasps) metal and horror because (laughs) 1990 entombed left-hand path. The first time I I heard that, I was like, what the fuck is that from? And lo and behold, it was the Phantasm theme being played at the end of the song, <laughs> Left Hand Path. And I was like, wow, 
this was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> I think of Deicide Dead by Dawn. I mean, fucking Evil Dead inspired song by, by Glenn Deicide. That shit just fucking rules, man. Oh, dude, even Death, fucking Evil Dead. Oh, that's one of my favorite fucking Absolutely. Death I gotta overthink songs. that shit, dude. You're so spot on with it. <laughs> dude, all the fucking seven churches. You got like oh. The Exorcist on there, fucking Possessed. Oh, baby. Love it. <laughs> fucking love it. Um, so now, here's a question for you. EK may also be the one to answer this. Why was the metal and punk and hard rock movie more of an American thing? I, well, right? yeah, I, that goes back to what I was mentioning earlier with the satanic panic, because I think that was what started the need to be able to tell that story, that reaction to what was actually happening in pop culture at the time. Because art, you know, often imitates life and what's happening in the 80s yeah. in America is that heavy metal music is being, you know, pushed aside and vilified by saying, like, you're corrupting our youth, you're creating all these problems for us, so we're going to start censoring you. And what you do is you have a reaction to that in cinema that says, well, then, you know, fuck all you guys, we're going to exploit that. <laughs> Whereas in, in the world's context, like, when Tipper Gore did that whole list... Even though there was, you know, a British band on there, there was a couple. I think Venom was on there, but, you know, Priest was on there. But this is a, a true story is bands like Venom, King Diamond, they didn't even know that their music was being pulled from the shelves because it's before the Internet. So it they didn't give two shits if there was a censoring or not. <laughs> Whereas the, the bands in America, this had a direct effect on them. So there was a need to really tell this story and react to it. And I think that's really interesting because when I think about non-American metal movies, like Blood Tracks is a good one. That's from Sweden, right? The difference is an American metal movie at the time was like Satan versus metal, you know, Satan coming through metal. And yeah, whereas Blood Tracks has nothing to do with Satan. It's about like, you know, crazy hillbillies living out in the middle of nowhere, you know, trying to take out easy action. And I think that that's very telling of the time is that the global view of, of metal in movies was just, let's put a cool heavy metal band in a movie, whereas the American view was, no, the heavy metal band actually is helping tell the larger narrative of what's happening in our country right now. I agree. Yeah. I agree 100%, I agree 100%, man. 100%, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Worded perfectly. Chris is like shit, man. <laughs> but uh, I know it's not. I know it's not considered like, I guess you're going to consider the metal, but like, wasn't like... The, like goblin like all the stuff they did like you know for Suspiria and stuff like that like couldn't you consider that like I know that's very early on and it's not that metal like, that was like prog rock but yeah but it's like right? I feel it's in the realm it's rocky you could yeah. argue yeah I would say we that saw with, goblin yeah <laughs> we saw <laughs> I would say that would have went more with just uh what the hell's his name now I'm not gonna be able to oh, fucking I know think of his name saying. who's the, who's the Already. keyboard no the keyboard player of goblin <laughs> Simon uh Nope. Uh, oh, Claudio Simonetti. Yeah, yeah Claudio uh, yeah, Simonetti. If yeah. you look at his like solo videos from the 80s, it's metal as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got the like the Ingve Malmsteen looking fucking guitar player playing with him and all that shit. And, you know, he's wearing the leather jacket shredding on the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would agree that he was more into the metal stuff yeah, than, like, band, yeah. than I guess Goblin yeah. would have been. Uh, and you can hear that even, you know, in Demons and shit. Like yeah. a lot of that stuff sounds pretty metal for what it is. I also have, well, actually, we'll talk about that later. We're going to we're gonna try to keep this together because I'm well, going to go off on a tangent. <laughs> talking about, like, you know, being specifically uh, an American genre, I think that's very true for the 80s. I think it does take the same turn 
when the 90s come, when the music comes, I mean, death metal hits mm-hmm. internationally. Mm-hmm. And the movies now become metal internationally. You have people like uh, like Schnoss putting out like Zombie 90 and violent shit. Those are metal as fuck. The Burning Moon. Burning Moon. Yeah. Moon. yeah. I mean, that <laughs> yeah, is such Burning a metal Moon. movie. It's not yeah, even Dave funny. Yeah, Dave Mustaine himself is in that. So, yeah, right. <laughs> so, you oh, wait, all we, we all reacted to Burning Moon the yeah. same. Everyone in this room. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, oh, Burning yeah. Moon. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you do you get that movie. shift from being like, all right, this is an American genre to being like, okay, now this is becoming more of an internationally accepted thing because yeah. it's no longer about Satan and like that satanic panic thing. It's about making a movie that feels like a fucking death metal yeah. song. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? Those all came from Germany. And what was big in Germany at that time? Industrial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Band. So, you know, you see, you see the crossover there. Hell yeah. And it's so funny how everybody from those 90s movies, they all look like Dave Mustaine. Todd Sheets looks like him in Zombie uh, Rampage, uh, yeah. right? Everybody. Uh, the, uh, it's a standard it, look back then. Uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, from At Dawn They Sleep. <laughs> all that. Uh, <laughs> like the main dude. What the hell is the dude's name now? He, he looks like fucking... Dave Mustaine too. He really Maybe does. mixed with like a little bit of corpse grinder. Such a fucking that dude, that beefy neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that. Yeah, it just goes right to the shoulders. So let's let's get into it now. We've we've tried very hard to not just start talking about the movies, but let's do it now. Well, what? I have an issue with the production list. There's what? not a docking section. We're gonna get into that. The, no, we're gonna talk about it. There's docking. no header that says Dockin' Hour where we just do you want to do you want to talk about Don Dockin thinking that he's bigger than the band himself, but George Lynch was really the talent in Dockin. So yeah. when uh, what did he have uh, uh, Lynch Mob? That was a really <laughs> I good, could leave but, right now because I have nothing else. To uh, but exactly. Don Dockin went solo and nobody gave a shit. That was yeah. it, man. Because so, it's not Nightmare Three. We got to need Nightmare Three. George Lynch playing the the ESP Kamikaze and all that <laughs> shit. Uh, it was probably a Kramer at that. It might be a Kramer at that time. I don't know. It was definitely a Kramer. I don't know I what think. he was playing. It's yeah, beautiful. I don't know if he was. Yeah. Well, there's your docking talk for the okay, day. Okay, good. You got you to make a little <laughs> yeah. theme. Music Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three: Dream Warriors. Dream they were on the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Into the Fire. It, That's uh, a good the one. most. That movie's metal as fuck. There you go. All right. There's my Doc and Talk. That one's also for Anthony from Bright Vision. I think he's a he's a George. Yeah, he's Lynch a Doc and yeah. Good first name too. There you go. He's so, a Doc and Head. Doc and Head. Yeah. What was it? Doc and I. Yeah. Doc and I. Doc and I. That's better. <laughs> we should copyright it quick and try to sell it. I'm gonna go to. I'm going on GoDaddy right now. The, it's uh, available. It's available. Five hundred dollars. <laughs> so. Uh, what do you guys think? What are what are some of your favorite like metal movies? Uh, my my favorite '80s, you know, kind of uh, that Satanic Panic type of movie is 100% Black Roses. Lizzie Borden is one of my favorite '80s bands. Uh, you know, give them the fucking axe. That song rules, mm-hmm. even though it's not in that movie. It's just a great fucking Lizzie Borden song. Um, as far as like my overall favorite complete movie is probably Hack a Lantern Halloween Night. That shit is so much fun. Uh, I love that movie, but the best, best of all time is a short. It's a, it's part of an anthology uh, entitled "My Sweet Satan," and we touched on it a little bit ago. It's a, it's a Van Bieber film. The dude who did "Deadbeat at Dawn," another metal as fuck movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, and it, it is about the uh, what town was that in that the killing happened? You said it's near you. 
Northport. Northport. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. It, yeah. it's basically tells the story uh, of the Acid King, and he Ricky you know Katso. takes this kid who ripped him off into the woods and feeds him acid and basically kills him and shit and like all Wait. this satanic stuff is happening. It's a wild ass movie. I so had good. no fucking clue that's what that was about. Really? Are you kidding me? That's the exact story, dude. And Van Bieber plays the Acid King. That's who he portrays in that short. Dude, are you serious? <laughs> it's Yo, so right, fucking this, good. We gotta talk. You, we gotta talk after this. Dude, it's <laughs> the, if, if there's any there. movie that you need to have in your collection, Mike, it's fucking My Sweet Satan. I God watched it damn. again today, and I was just so fucking blown away about how good. Dude, did they <laughs> did they talk? Did they talk about the Knights of the Black Circle or they, whatever dude, the fuck it was? Yeah, called? dude. Like, there's like a bunch of build up to it, and there's like they have the other like nerdy kid that was there from the fucking record shop the and accomplice? shit. Dude, it's wild, dude, crazy, yeah, crazy. If you listen to uh, what was it, uh, Incense for the Damned, the Electric Wizard song, the beginning is the fucking news broadcast. No shit, the, <laughs> that's uh, super wild. It's from the news broadcast for it, yeah. <clears throat> but that's it's, got a bunch a of you know, it's got like King Jelly Roll and <laughs> shit in it, and a bunch of fucking metal bands from the '90s and stuff. So that's an amazing, my favorite dude metal thing of all time. Next time you come down here, me, you, and Anthony will go to the fucking place where it happened. I, I'd love it. Oh, yeah. I would 100% right. love it. My mom, li- li- no, no joke, I'm not like, no, she lives by, no, that's my mom's town. Yeah. Like, she it. lives yeah. in Northport. <laughs> you guys <laughs> making my dream would, come would, true. I'm coming down. Would I know we didn't talk about it before, but would, would Slumber Party Massacre be considered? Slumber Party two, Massacre, yeah. Two. Two. Yeah, two. two. Yeah, yeah. two. Yeah. It's like yeah. Psycho yeah. Billy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's wearing yeah. a leather jacket. He's a greaser, right? Yeah. He's got the drill fucking guitar. But man, that that series took a turn, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, was there, was the, is there a actual Slumber Party Massacre 3? I think yeah. I've, or, I think so, or, right? Yes, yeah, right? I think there is. Yeah. I've, I've, I've never seen, seen the, it. I've never seen I've the seen film. It. I'm looking at it right now. I'll I know send there's you a the pic le- after we're done. <laughs> yeah, it definitely exists. You have it? Yeah. I've never seen it. Is it, is it still is it still like musical? No. Yeah, what, what's no, up with No, I actually that like it. Everybody no, shit okay. on it, and I thought it was actually pretty awesome. I don't know. I think it's really <laughs> good. Was I like the, the first one. Was it the 90s at yeah. that point? Yeah, okay. it made in 1990, yeah. and it doesn't have the guitar. It just has a big drill. Yeah, I'll send you. I'll send it to you. It's cool, man. Uh, it was smart. The series went back to the, to the formula. Yeah. <laughs> so, we try to go off once, you know. Okay, what about you, man? What what's what are some of your favorites? Uh, I kind of divided it into like you know we've been talking about that this narrative that's been developing just through conversation is that there's this '80s kind of classic metal horror, and then there's just metal movies in general. I think yeah. for the, the more kind of classic metal horror, I mean, I'm obviously I have to say Trick or Treat because that's like my my thing but yeah. that's more you better say it yeah <laughs> Trick or Treat to me is the like the pinnacle of the perfect 80s heavy metal movie but that's really nostalgia speaking too i would say honestly like here's a hot take is i love trick or treat and that'll always be like my probably my favorite horror movie of all time but i think hack lantern is honestly like the perfect metal 80s movie to me and i think the mix of Everything. Yeah, it's got everything I've ever wanted. Like when I saw it, it, it blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, I didn't think the perfect movie existed, and then I saw Hack a Lantern. Um, <laughs> I think I think Black Roses is killer, and I think October Blood is killer. Um, the only one that's not in the '80s that I definitely would put as one of my all-time favorites is Death Metal Zombies from the '90s. I think that that film is fun as hell, and you can watch it over and over and over. I just watched it again yesterday. I mean, I love that movie. So that's kind of like the the movies that actually have heavy metal, you know, bands in them. But then on the other side of just metal movies in general, 
Darkness, obviously, we've all talked about that. It's so good. I would yes. put Zombie oh, yeah. Nightmare in there. I think that's a pretty fun metal movie. Blood Lake is, I consider that a metal movie. It's got a total metal soundtrack, you know, and that little <laughs> kid coming out and being like, hey, don't be a butthole. Give me a beer. You know, like, that was me, man. That was the little headbanger back then. So I identify with that. And then, uh, you know, we have to... We have to give our, our nod, our our little hat to, to Grizz for at dawn they sleep because that is metal as hell, yes. man. That is yeah. Yeah. Ryan Paulin, dude. What a Damn, director. that's that a dude, metal movie dude, for me. That, that shot way up the list the second I saw it. I was like, oh, shit. Let's talk about that one a little bit right now because that's also going to be on my okay. list right okay, now. Cool. So at dawn they sleep, it's a 2000 release, right? Video Outlaw, uh, yep. Yep, Video Outlaw release. Uh, it's like that weird early 2000s uh, shot on video time where it's way better than oh, it should yeah. be. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> There's no business being as good as No, I wasn't prepared for that. At you all. thought I was, was going to yeah. go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Grizz found it somewhere and he's like, hey, man, you guys got to pick up yeah. this movie. And EK and I both were like, yeah, okay. So we bought it <laughs> and. EK uh, watched it. He's like, dude, you're going to fucking love this movie. And I watched it and I was like, holy fuck, I love this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it blew my mind. I think I think there, dude, is there a Cradle of Filth song in this movie? I, I Dude, I want to say that there yeah. is. I feel what like year I is remember it? there being 2000. one of their songs. 100%. Yeah. 100%. It's I think there is one yeah. of their songs in the movie. I see Grizz looking yeah. at the fucking <laughs> I'll try, Yeah, I'll right try now. to see if it had like a list of like the music on it or whatever. It is. I don't see one. Oh, dude. Now, now that one reminds me almost of darkness. Like it has like very darkness vibes to it. Like you know what? It's like darkness meets ozone. <laughs> oh, I could, <laughs> if yeah, I could dude. like, if I could like put those movies together, I feel like that's at dawn. And that's why sleep. darkness stands out at that time period too. Because what this this movie is similar to darkness, where the movies that were coming out at that time. Uh, you kind of expected the production and the quality and the story. And then darkness came out and it was like, it had no business being that amazing where it like actually yeah. stands next to, you know, big pictures. And then I felt like this one was it the does. same way at dawn. They sleep came out. And I, when I watched it thinking about what was coming out at the time with that same budget, th this had no business being this good. Like it was really good. Darkness is what? Midnight. Uh, it was released in 93, mm -hmm. 90, like okay. 92, 93, but the movie was actually shot, I think starting in 89 uh, or so something like that. How do we, how do we do it? Is that it's an eighties shot nineties release? I think most We're at a crosswords gentlemen, let's talk. About it. let's, <laughs> let's, <laughs> Darkness looks very Darkness like 80, great, 89, yeah. 90 to me. Like go look at go look at like a Megadeth yeah. concert from like 1990 and like that looks like watch, darkness uh, to me. I watched watch, watch heavy metal parking year. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Watch darkness right times. there. That's like all yeah, they really, just yeah. all yeah. the kids from yeah. heavy metal parking <laughs> oh lot. And they said you're in a movie now and they made darkness. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if um that was my phone oh, yeah, going so through scared. the floor. Uh, I feel like if Darkness up. was released like in the 80s, like a major, well, not even a major release, but I think if that got a theatrical release in the 80s, it would have been a far more like renowned movie yeah. in the underground than really just people that are like on the tape side of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you guys I, showed me. I loved it. Yeah. See, like Anthony's not really like going digging deep for horror movies. Like he'll watch what we tell him to watch. Like, oh, oh we're going to watch this thing. But like something yeah. like that, where it's just so good, like. 
deserve you could show more that eyes. to one of his friends, and yeah. they would be like, "Oh wow, this is fucking awesome!" Yeah. <laughs> it's and it's also that whole like vampire thing. I feel like that's a big like heavy metal oh, horror for sure, movie yeah. thing. Vampires, they right? go hand in hand. It, I mean, they try they try to werewolf from time to time, but it just doesn't work the same way as vampires. No, <laughs> like Lone Wolf. There's a couple. <laughs> oh, I finally yeah, a couple. I finally watched. I finally watched Lone Wolf. I finally. What do you think it. of those forty year olds playing teenagers? Dude, I don't think I like the movie, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I really like it. Did you hear it, me on no. Super Tat? We, we, we covered that movie. I, they had me come on to talk yes. about that. It reminds me a lot of Hard Rock Nightmare that gets a lot of like, in the tape world, everybody wants to get it. But when you actually sit down and watch it, it's a lot like Lone It's like a You're Scooby-Doo like, episode. Oh, yeah. Hard Rock Nightmare yeah. is a hard fucking watch, dude. I do not enjoy that. I don't movie. need to watch Bon Jovi get I tackled just... by a werewolf. You know, like, I don't care. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> uh okay so some of mine and you know you guys said a lot already so obviously darkness is probably my favorite as you know i collect Mm -hmm. as many of those releases as i can i'm coming close i need a i need a pre i need a fucking pre-film threat release if you if you got one hit me up also if you have any all our foreign friends if you have any trick or treat yeah. VHS tapes, <laughs> let me know because I got a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as far as like the 80s uh, metal and punk movies, uh, really one of my biggest like punk movies, I guess you would say, would have to be uh, Night of the Demons. Yeah. I feel like that's a yes. fucking. Like that's an such a good answer punk movie. we didn't talk about. Uh, even the soundtrack, everything. Return of the Living Dead is another one. And those are obvious. The soundtrack of Return of the Living Dead got me into a lot of the bands that I'm into right now. Um, as far as metal movies from the 80s, I have to agree with EK with Trick or Treat. That's like a staple. But it's also, you know, obviously like a, a bigger studio mm-hmm. film. So it's very polished uh, as far as things that are like super metal that I think are, you know, Kiss meets the Phantom. <laughs> oh. no. Yeah. No. Dude, I've been no. waiting for 10 minutes to get that line in, and I'm so happy you said it. Uh, oh, God. One of Monster my favorites dog. that's more. No. Oh. <laughs> Alice Cooper. Um, Evil Speak. Evil Speak. With fucking Clint Howard. I've never yeah, seen, I've never it. seen you guys, it either. Have you guys ever watched? Yes. No? Wait, no. We, we watched Clint, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we watched it for the, the podcast early on. That is a metal as fuck movie. Yeah. And it's him, it's Clint Howard translating this like demonic book through his old Apple II computer. Oh, yeah. And as he's translating it, it's starting to fucking like, uh, yeah. it's starting to take over him. And like this evil spirit, Esteban, is coming I love back. Clint too. So I'm definitely. Dude, it's. It. Yeah. Dude. The, the the effects in it are so fucking awesome. You see the computer start doing some weird Windows screensaver shit, and all of a sudden this guy's fucking like head gets turned around like Exorcist style. Hell yeah! Only he's still only he's not alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fucking crazy. That's Clint Howard everywhere, huh? Yeah, for sure. Um, another one that I like that is. I guess I, I guess I like more punk movies of the eighties. Now that yeah. I'm thinking about it, uh, Dead End Driving. Oh, that's another one that's mm. like, like a punk film to me. I feel like uh, it's obviously not. It's a, another foreign movie, actually. That's one right? you guys watched early a, on too, right? Yep, that is, that and too. I feel like that's a great. It's got a great, you know, cast, 
everybody's pretty like punk the way that they're dressed the whole attitude of the movie that's that's one that i really uh would have to tell people to go see and if you listen to our episode you know You'll, you'll Shout out it. to Dead End Drive-In. Dead End Drive-In in, in uh, Hackaland, and he's got a poster on the wall when he's working out and ready to worship Satan. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes, see? The devil, <laughs> what is it? The devil's son? Yeah. Is that DC the song? The devil's, the devil's son. Shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also think that a very metal movie that I like is Nightmare Beach, Nightmare aka Beach. Welcome to Spring Break, hmm. where you actually, you have fucking... Uh, what the hell was his name? Randy Piper from Wasp. <laughs> he has his band, fucking Animal. <laughs> no, I've never yeah, seen. I've never they're seen on the that. soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Oh no, god. No, is you're, it, you're getting know, the deep no, cuts no, on us. Uh, <laughs> you know who was in a lot of like B horror movies like in the early like, mid two thousands? Sebastian Bach. Oh god. Was like, he was in everything. <laughs> 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 you're gonna give me money? Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Strangeland, man. The Snyder. Yeah. Oh. Dude, I, local I, local that legend. Is one of my favorite right, movies of all time. I, I actually, my friend Jay is. Anthony's actually related to D. Snyder. No, I have friends that are. And that is a true statement. <laughs> dude, Captain dude, remember, Howdy, that movie fucking rules, boy. I love it. Remember shit. my friend Alan? I remember Alan. Dude, we used to do burnouts in front of his house, like back in D. Snyder's house. There was a period in time, me and Beard were in a band together, and we played. Crazy Donkey, and it was like a two-day Battle of the Bands event, and it was hosted by his son, and his son like loved us. And he was such a nice dude. He would like we would never like he was like playing like his dad's style of music basically, but in the year two thousand eight, yeah. so you know outdated, but still, guy yeah, had a lot, and he's like he, we hung out with him for like two days, and Andrew WK was there too. Yeah, it's a real story. And Metal Mistress Julia, who said we were too heavy. Oh, yeah, you guys are too heavy. Yeah, man. broad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was wearing a purple, perfect circle shirt. Yeah, there you go. I'm like, bro. I, she walked in with that shirt, and the other band who won drove her, and I went, "We're not winning this." Yeah, that was Let's it. Let's go home. Yeah, they're, Let's they're, go. dude, they're, this band that won like never played a show out here before. It's like, where the fuck did you guys come from? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it was like a total like fucking like cock rock fucking and, band. I, and I ran into that guy at a Dunkin' Donuts recently, who who was uh, who was the singer of that band. And he brought it up, and I'm like, "Really? You're bringing that up? Hey, uh, Eleven years later? <laughs> what are you? What are you? What What are you doing now? I'm not working. Oh, great! I'm doing. I'm, good thing you won the Battle of the Bands. <laughs> hey, EK, do you think The Keep is a metal horror movie? I don't. I don't know, man. Because Tangerine Dream did the the soundtrack. It does have this kind of, especially at the end. The end, I think, is. I could say would be metal. Like the visuals yeah, that, that visual movie. is metal. It's kind of what you were saying earlier. Whereas if you put it on mute and you put on your own music, like you know, you throw something over yeah, it. It's yeah, it's not it works for sure. But I don't know. There are a couple movies too about- that are like they're they're they have metal in them, but they're not heavy metal movies. And one of them was the one that we did yes. recently on Laser Graves, which was uh, Rock and Roll Cowboys, which is this deep cut Australian film. And it's about a band that's more just typical hard rock. But then there's this intercut scene of this band Escape that's like full on. I mean, that's like legit metal. And I loved that there are movies like that, too, that are always a pleasant surprise where they're not marketed as a heavy metal movie. And then you're watching it. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, you get this like punch to the face of pure metal. And you're like, oh, okay, this is awesome. Ace Ventura. (laughs) 
Or Hell Bent. You guys ever see Hell Bent? Okay. You know, the, the Radon film? No, what the hell that is that? That film's cool as hell. I would call that metal because even though the band's not metal, they're more like post-punk. It's kind of like if Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds yeah. made a movie. Like, it feels like that. Yeah. But it's still about battling the devil and everything else. And I, I would qualify that as metal, too. Hey, is Demons a metal movie? Demons 2. Uh, d- yeah. Well, what about Demons <laughs> 1, though? You got Motley Crue fucking playing yeah. on there. <laughs> yeah, but it's a ballad. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's oh wait, yeah but dude wait no it isn't it's, <laughs> no fighting save our souls you don't think that's a ballad no way dude I think <laughs> right, well what about what about the fact that except fast as a shark is playing while the guy's riding a motorcycle decapitating <laughs> yeah, demons uh, nice. demons with a with a samurai sword that metal sign that's all right so here's fuck, a question dude. for ek how about uh trick-or-treat light do you like this movie the gate you know I was gonna I mean, say yeah, the game. It's one of those <laughs> movies. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like Ghoulies Two or The Lost Boys, where it's got a headbanger in the movie, but it's yeah. not like a metal movie. It's, it's not, not Hard right? Rock Zombies or something. So, you know, it's it's a kid. It's a it's a headbanger in a movie, which I enjoy. But I don't know. Everybody always goes to the gate, and I, I you know, I've seen. It, I've got it right in front of me. I've. It's fine. It's just more like it follows the story of a headbanger, but I don't. I don't think of it as necessarily a metal movie. It's something I kept seeing pop up on these lists when I was doing research for the episode. And I was like, why is this movie considered a part of this at all? Because I never got that vibe from it yeah. whatsoever. I even wrote in my notes when I actually, and I will say a couple. Not like, the game. I, I, I even wrote in my notes. I'm like, I even said like, maybe bring up the gate. Question <laughs> mark, question mark. No, because I do agree. Like, I feel it. I feel I saw the same thing when I was researching. It kept on coming up. And the thing about it is, like, it just, I think it falls in the realm of a lot of stuff we were talking about, but doesn't stick out. Like, ingredients of, like, the world of metal. But, like, I don't really think it's like, like, I would, my mind doesn't jump to the gate. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Just because the kid has the shirt and the yeah, denim vest. Exactly. Yeah. What's the name of the band? Dude. Isn't there like a funny name for the band in the oh, gate? That is a that's deep beyond that's that. trivia. We just did material. this movie like six months ago. <laughs> oh, man, I can't think. How, of we it. just did this movie like that's six the question ago? we would ask you, Mike. I can't. I can't remember the, the Chris, fucking. Chris, were you band here name. for the gate? No, not, no, no, no. I can't think of the fucking band's name. I bet you fucking. Anthony from Fright Vision. Oh, yeah, would know for that. sure. He's, yeah. Yeah. he's yelling yeah. it. He's screaming. Yeah, he's screaming. Yeah, he's screaming. Right now. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Don't do yeah, it. You fucking new jacks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you made a really good point before, and, I, and it's not even on my lips. It was Night of the Demons. It's, yeah. It's that, and all, besides, that animation at the beginning is like one of my favorite things in the oh, world. Oh, hell yeah, dude. And, With that intro song? Yeah. But yeah, that movie's extremely metal. And, I, and um, Return of the Living um, Night of, Returning of the Living Dead. Yeah. Me too. What about. What about Hellraiser? Oh, yeah. Metal, metal movie? I had that on my list, too. And yes. I, I definitely would say, you know, as a young metalhead, Hellraiser was like a go-to. Like, that's they just were hand in hand. It didn't need to have the Christopher Young soundtrack yeah. is absolutely amazing. I think it's kind of like one of the pinnacles of his career. That score is amazing. But it's somehow that score is even metal because of just it just works. It all works together, in my opinion. Would you say that Pinhead is out of all of like the iconic, you know, 80s horror, even 90s horror, you know, you know, villains, is he the most metal of the iconic ones? Oh. Yeah, it's the it, imagery wise maybe, but I don't think 
Character-wise, yes. The most yes. metal of all I'm pretty sure at that villains. Static X show you were talking about before, they all had pinhead shirts there. <laughs> that was about 99, 2000. Yeah, that's, that's, that's major, like... Let me say graphic tee territory. The most metal. Because I mean, we're talking, you know, Jason, Freddy Krueger, Michael, Sammy Kerr. I was talking like the big actually, ones yeah. here. No, dude, I'm gonna say like Leatherface yeah. would be, dude. Okay, I didn't because think there's all those call, like but... there's all those like fucking you know chainsaw guts fuck and all that stuff like. Dude, you're not gonna be saying that shit if there wasn't. But I chainsaw feel like, massacre, yeah. the movie I hate on the most. Gotta give it credit for that. <laughs> but Pinhead is Pinhead's more like um, you run the risk of it going hot topic industrial, like because he wears a lot of black, exactly. you know, like leather. Yeah, yeah. I could see them like Chain leaving pants. after a Pinhead, you know, he, like he shows up and he's like, "My children, it's time to rave under the bridge," you know. And I, yeah, he's like, he's <laughs> a techno, like industrial techno yeah. villain. If I was gonna go to a prodigy show, like Pinhead shirt would be like. Uh. Chef's kiss, but I do I think Romstein th- featuring fucking Doug Bradley has been that would be the show to go yeah. to. But yeah, I don't. It's but in general, maybe not just in like the metal world. I feel like Pinhead as like the imagery is way bigger than Pinhead as a character. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't. I feel like I feel like you're like Jason and like we talk about is like there's so much vat. Like there's like like people like you dress like them because you know I'm like or like there's people that don't but like. I just think Pinhead is like, even some horror movie fans might know a lot about Pinhead. Well, I don't see no fucking Hellraiser movie with Il Nino on the soundtrack. <laughs> this guy I seem to remember. There were so many straight-to-video ones, I guarantee El Nino is on So, it. Mike, are we transitioning into the 2000s oh, please, here? Please, is that what please, you're doing? Please. Let's talk a little bit about some... some Freddy versus no, Jason. Yeah, let's just talk about some soundtracks right now. Oh, we're okay. talking about Ghost of Mars. Is that so what you're we saying? Could, we, oh, my. I, why? Is that a good soundtrack, Ghost man? of Mars is a, is right a metal now? movie. I don't care. You can hate on it. Ghost of Mars is total metal. I don't think I've ever seen it. Is that is that no? I'm thinking of Pitch no, Black, of, the John Carpenter film. That's the Ghost Vin of Mars movie. with Ice Cube. That soundtrack's metal as hell. It's got like Buckethead or something on. It's all new metal. It's all new metal in space. <laughs> <laughs> the most great. the most metal John Carpenter film is Prince of Darkness. And oh yeah, yeah, for sure, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that fucking transmission back in like the dream. Like, we are using the technology we have. We could only beam to you during your unconscious times. They're all like that <laughs> shit. But this is not a dream. There, there was a point in, like, 2000, 2001, when you would see, like, ads on TV. It's like, is this for a metal band or for a new movie? Like, like <laughs> yeah. Dracula 2000. Is this a record? Is this a movie? Who, who, well, that was who's like, Gerard Butler, anyway? Well, that was like a big resurgence in the mainstream. Queen of the Damned. Where all of a sudden now, yeah, Queen all of these, Damned, yeah, all these movies yeah. had like super metal, you know, I'm putting my fingers up right now, metal soundtracks. Metal. Yeah, very new Rob metal. Zombie is a lot on of corn, every soundtrack. Right, right a lot of corn at that time. Oh, yeah, What's the there band you go. That, what's Did the band movie, at the end I, of um, the Dawn of the Dead remake that does the only song they ever had? Oh, Disturbed. What? Yeah. Disturbed. They were, they were on yeah. everything. They were on everything. That's not yeah. my band. I appreciate you for not really knowing. I do. That's not my is. scene. That makes me so happy. At that period of time, that was not you're my you're scene. You're just playing yeah. it off like you don't know. That's no, I don't know. Yeah. I seriously have to ask every time. I can't. They're just the wah guys. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's what they're known as too. They should change your name to that. No, Chris and Anthony are big proponents of the Freddy versus Jason soundtrack. Because literally rocks, it. It was. It's a time capsule because 
it basically it was one of the few soundtracks were in a major movie but i would consider there's a lot of like kill switch engages on that soundtrack and they weren't the biggest band in the world and that band has huge ties to like the that modern day hardcore scene of that time so for me seeing that band on that soundtrack is like Huge. I remember that band's on the They were metalcore, man. All right. Let's just But <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just saying they are like those guys had ties to those like hardcore scenes up in Massachusetts. Mike was like Hatebreed was on there. That's what really matters right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hatebreed was over by that by that point. Hatebreed was they over. They were huge already. Demon Knight. Uh what do you think of that soundtrack? That was uh they were merging you know, they were really pushing the rap rock thing to the to the forefront. Yes, that is a great example. That's and Demon Knight's another great that movie's metal. Dude, Demon Knight movie. Oh, Demon Knight is like movie. the epitome of MTV at that time. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like the yeah. the soundtrack, the way the characters act, all that stuff. Yeah. I love that movie. That's one of my favorite so, movies of all time. Yeah. Insane, fight baby. I'll so fight good. you. I will fight you over that movie. But yeah. you it's funny to. back then I feel like all those <laughs> <laughs> But like I, they always like they always did try like that was a big time in the '90s where they were like pushing bands on these soundtracks. Even on like if the movie was like a like a subpar horror movie that had like a production behind, it, like okay, let's see if we can make money off the soundtrack. Is uh, who's available? Is Ramstein available? Okay, let's get him to pop out a couple Fucking songs. Lamb of God was on that Freddy versus Jason soundtrack. That was actually like they a were. heavy band that was a real metal yeah, band. They were that was on yeah. there that wasn't new metal. One of the best soundtracks ever, I would say ever, of all horror films, obviously is Return of the Living Dead. It is. Yeah. It's right? amazing. And it's it's more of a... We you used know, to listen to it yes, back in the day. We, we did. Used, we and it's, it's more of a punk film, as you know, a punk soundtrack. But it's crazy how... Um, like, just seeing this movie would cause you to go find these bands. You know what I mean? Like, TSOL, like... The, the first time I I heard TSOL was in this fucking movie. No like shit. Nothing for you place. Yeah. When like they're walking down the uh the street and I was like, "Wow, that's a really awesome uh a really awesome band." And at the time, I went and I got the CD or some shit because I don't know how else I would have had that in high yeah. school. <laughs> I definitely didn't have the record cuz you know, I wasn't using eBay or anything <laughs> at that time. Um but you know, people like Rocky Erickson isn't a punk band but even like that soundtrack with him on it is fucking awesome it's crazy and i feel like that was a lot of movies in the in the early to mid 80s right like they all had these really uh crazy punk new wave experimental bands in them and experimental soundtracks it's really cool like driller killer was another one right that soundtrack i mean i don't know if there ever was one released but just the music that's played in that movie is just so like New York City, late 70s, alternative, experimental music, CBGB shit. You know what I mean? Oh, that's, uh, that, that does hit the nail on the head. CBGB's type stuff. And I feel like that type of movie and like the music being intertwined in the movie like that, I feel like that's something that's lost nowadays, yeah. too. I feel like it's very hard to find a movie that is so just like the, the music and the movie or you could tell where you know, just perfect for each other. And it's not just somebody scoring a film and all that shit. Like even the music was, was on the edge as, as well as the movie, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's something that's lost in the current soundtracks that are out there. And 100%. I, I can't yeah. think of one, you know, I like, you know, new movie soundtracks. It's not like I'm being one of those people that go oh, back in my day, but I just feel like none of them hit like those old ones do. They're not abrasive. They're not like super out there. 
nothing like shocks you. Like you got to think you're watching this movie in 1979. Like you may have never heard this music if you were living in fucking Idaho or something. You know what I mean? Like, and this would be your first experience hearing like these new types of fucking like rock and metal and all that shit. It's pretty amazing. I, I agree with you to, in a, in a, to a point where, but there is there is still instances that I come across where I, I deep dive some newer movies that are, you know, pretty obscure that, you know, most people probably wouldn't enjoy watching. And I do find some underground music that completely blows me away. Um, there's a movie that's called, I think you actually watched it before too, Mike, called The Bunny Game that is a tough I'm not going to lie. It's a fucking tough movie to watch. It's it's about a prostitute who gets kidnapped and tortured in the desert. Uh, the whole movie is set to this black metal soundtrack of the band called Harasser. They're a lo-fi, or a lo-fi black metal band out of San Francisco. Once I saw this movie, I fucking listened to every bit of music I could find from this band because it blew me out of the water. And they're still one of my favorite bands. They don't make any music anymore. But it was a soundtrack that just fit so perfectly to the grittiness of what you're watching that it made it fucking beautiful because of how disgusting everything was. It, so it does still happen once in a while. It just doesn't... It, it's, it's not the same, you know? It, it's, it's like those deep dives you got to get. Whereas something that you said, that's a mainstream movie in a sense where it's like, you're going to go see that in the theater. You're not going to go see this movie in a fucking theater. Whereas like you see that in the theater when you're a kid, you see TSOL, you're like, dude, this fucking song kicks ass, you know? So it's a different experience. <laughs> I do think there are still common uh, instances too. Like I had, uh, you remember that this would actually qualify as a metal movie too. I didn't even think about it. Cause it's, it's a foreign film called dead snow about these Nazi zombies that come back. Yeah. Nazi zombies. Dude, it's it's yeah. fun as hell. Yeah. It's such a fun, it's like a horror comedy, but the soundtrack does have a couple songs that I looked into, you know, they were like Norwegian metal. And one of the bands was Benny a reach. And I was like, Oh, this is a cool track. And then when I looked them up, unfortunately they didn't really do it for me, but the song in the film works really, really well. So it did make me still want to look up the bands that I hadn't heard of. And even back in the day, like you were talking about in the eighties, uh, a film that we hadn't discussed that I would describe as punk too is future kill and future kill has this really awesome scene where they go to a club and there's this punk band playing. And I remember thinking like, Oh, this is a really cool band. And it wasn't until recently that that music finally got released. And it was a band from Austin called Max and the Makeups. And they're the punk band that's in Future Kill. And I bought that <laughs> vinyl. And dude, it's an awesome album. It's just too, so cool. I just would have never found them without that movie. I've never seen Future Kill. No. And I've had multiple people tell me to watch. <laughs> I like it. People hate on it. But I think it's, dude, I, I have no problems with it whatsoever. EK, you're, you're like more, uh, you're probably the biggest record collector out of all of us. What would you say are some of the most like rare of like the horror movie soundtracks that you could think well, of? Well, I have, I, yeah, I have most of the the like big ones from the '80s that are hard to. I mean, Trick or Treat's going to be your easiest one to find, even though it's still a pretty expensive record. I've got the Rocktober Blood with Sorcery on there. That's a great record. Um, but then I do have a couple deep cuts. One is the Rock and Roll Nightmare with Thor but it was under the Tritons and it's because it was actually called the edge of hell. It wasn't called rock and roll nightmare and that's how you find it. So I do have the original pressing of that. See, And, um, but the, the rarest one I have for sure is uh, hard rock zombies. It only was released in France when it came out. And, um, yeah, I had actually had to order it from, like I tracked down a guy who owned it in France to get it. And so that's like, that's, <laughs> that's my awesome. gem of my rock horror, you know, collection and vinyl is 
I do have the original pressing of Hard Rock Zombies. It got it got a repress recently, but I have I have the original one. And that it's a, such a good soundtrack. It's one guy, Paul Sabu, who did every instrument on the soundtrack. Wow, dude, it's a it's, it's a killer awesome. soundtrack. Like Mariah and I were listening to it, and both of us were like, "Damn, this is actually something I would normally just buy and listen to." He does it's a better the, than the dude. Movie, the production honestly. is way better than that movie deserved. Like way better and. Yeah. yeah, and so those would probably be the ones that I really do like. Like I said, I do have the Future Kill one. I've got the soundtrack for the guys who did the song in Slumber Party Massacre too. Like I love all that stuff, but yeah, Hard Rock Zombies was the big one for me. That that was a pretty big day to have that holding holding that in my hands. That's fucking awesome. I remember when you got that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Anthony, what what about you, Anthony? Do you uh, have any favorite soundtracks from these metal movies? Uh, well. Uh, as we said, we just said before, Return of the Living Dead. We listened to that one a lot. Yeah. We Driving s- around, we made like a mixtape of like, I wouldn't say like only horror movies, but like Teen Wolf yeah. was on there. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that the other day. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no, um, that that one sticks out because that, that movie is kind of like a, like a, it's like a, some points feel like musical. Like, I don't know, it's some, like weirdly. But yeah, no, I don't have any like physical like ones. I had like, once again, I had like maybe like my parents knew I like music, so like oh let's get me a soundtrack for movies I liked and stuff like that. But like I really don't own a lot of them, but like I'm familiar with the the song the songs off. Of yeah. So why do you think that the metal movies of uh you know the mainstream big studio you know conglomerates why did they kind of wean off after the eighties? Like why do you think they stopped putting out these metal movies and it took like what maybe 10 years for them to come back where you had that whole resurgence because of new metal you know why do you think that did they just burn out like slasher films what do you think well i don't think the big companies were putting that much money into to horror films in general in the early 90s so i think that played a part in it and as far as like the specific you know metal movies or you know movies about metal bands i think what more could be done than what had already been done with that to that point there was it was almost uh, becoming pretty saturated of a genre by the early 90s so i don't think studios were too interested in dropping any more money into something that was so overplayed yeah makes perfect sense also do you think because the actual mainstream uh music consumer is no longer listening to hair metal all big, shit yeah, like that. yeah grunge true. came along yeah it, you, when grunge comes along and it's like well this is kind of the next big thing you have the the perfect combination of grunge developing as well as like we go back to the satanic panic that was starting to die out so it didn't really hold that same kind of punch that it used yeah. to so it really was fading and it wasn't until very very recently that we have people who are in more closer to our age that are now able to make movies that grew up during the satanic panic that are like, ah, oh, now we want to make like an homage to these films. And that's why only recently in the last like handful of years, you're seeing a resurgence of, of legit metal movies, like in the cliche way. But the the difference being that they don't pack the same punch that they used to in the 80s because the satanic panic doesn't exist anymore. So it's more of like a nostalgia yeah. movie than a, a movie that's relevant to the times. And grunge is too cool for horror movies. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it was, it's the shift. Yeah. It's uh, w- yeah. <laughs> but it, it's what you said before. It's the shift. It's it, that makes sense. By the early nineties, it's phasing out, as you just said. The panic's gone, and then the next style of music that's big, it's not 
really fitting for yeah. horror, horror yeah. movies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And and also the other big genre of music at the time, hip hop. Right. Like raps fucking but, but blowing that got up it, in the mainstream. Got, but that got into the horror scene. Well that was a that that, that, that in the in the 90s it was huge. There there is a lot of horror crossover in hip hop music. Yeah. And we may do a oh, hip hop horror episode did. one day. We did we did two or <laughs> one. Okay. Uh, we we did, just did Tales from the Hood. Yeah, but then but I feel we did Tales from the Hood, but part of Tales from the Hood we talked about we talked about um um, vampire in Brooklyn. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Brooklyn vampire, whatever. There's, that's like a whole other subgenre that's out there. It's not yeah, just metal and hard world. rock and punk. Oh, yeah. dude, there's like even serious movies that are, you know, it's not all just fucking goofy shit. But maybe, maybe we'll do, uh, maybe we'll do like an episode like that. Oh, I would days. love that. Uh, so let's talk some shit right now. Okay. What are some? What are the fucking movies you don't like? What do you think are the cheesiest? Fucking like I wish this wasn't made, you know what I mean? Like, what do you guys think? Oh, <laughs> oh Hard Rock Nightmare. I don't like that movie at all. Big old fat zero. Yeah, that's the one that can go from my list immediately. Oh boy. Yeah, that EK? made my list too. Although I feel like I'll soften up. Maybe like my, the problem with Hard Rock Nightmare was I had my expectations were too high. I think is the problem. And by the time I finally saw it, I was like, oh, well, this isn't really top tier metal horror. So that one kind of fell to the to the side. And then, yeah, like we talk about, you know, Lords of Chaos or something that everybody's toting it as being something. I don't like being yeah. force fed a metal horror movie. Like just last year, we summoned the darkness came out and I was like, OK, this is supposed to be a metal horror movie. I watch it. And like the first 20 minutes, it is like old school 80s metal, but it's totally pandering to the crowd. Like they're saying shit that, that it's like somebody said, if you want to want to really impress the metalheads you gotta say this and it just it was too forced and then it just shifts entirely out of a metal movie yeah. into just a normal cheesy movie and so I feel like it's those kind of movies that they try too hard to to pander to the metal crowd that you can just kind of you can call it right when you see it and that just doesn't work for me I can't fucking stand Lone Wolf that movie <laughs> then give me the prison <laughs> release if you find I, it I'll take really, it shit yeah I, I don't have it. I'm not going to try to get it. Sorry, man. You're on your own. I know it technically, even though, even though the rest of the world on the internet says it falls in the category, Lords of Chaos is probably up there for me, my least favorite, even though it doesn't count. Yeah, I, wouldn't be, I didn't even put yeah. that in my realm of possibilities. Yeah, but, so, yeah, but that's not it, fucked. once again, not on my list. I'm just shocked the internet. It comes up on it does music too. horror. It does. Yeah. It, it's everywhere. It's weird. It's, it's like, it's almost like they don't know what they're talking We actually have some music. I got Actually, one. I told you, I know somebody that was in the movie. Uh, Turbulence three, heavy metal. Let's let's hear that one. Turbulence uh, three. Uh, you remember that with the uh, with the Marilyn Manson guy on the plane trying to give a concert? Oh wait, yes, I do <laughs> I remember do. that. That scene made everyone go, yes, dude. I do He's dressed remember with the that. white face. Wait, this is a oh legitimate movie. Turbulence three. Dude, we already talked about this. You were like, I hate that movie. I was crushed as a kid. Like you. You had already mentioned it because it's hilarious. It's like this dude who's dressed like Marilyn Manson. He He's going to show a live concert on a plane. And then it basically just becomes snakes on a plane, oh but God, with a metal band, yeah, but like a new metal dude. band. Fucking yes. garbage. Dude, I've definitely, I've definitely oh, seen this dude, movie. It's, it 100%. is something special, <laughs> let me tell you. He looks like, what's his name from uh, Bill yeah, and Ted's yeah, like Bogus Death. Journey? I was going to say, he doesn't look like man. He Death, looks like, yeah. I, that's who I'm thinking of. He looks like the guy from the Reaper from fucking I forgot Bogus his name. He's in no, but he's got the whole like uh, uh, hot topic goth culture going on. Like they're, they, they definitely yeah. set dress that film. 
Sponsored by Hot Topic. There was a... What was that movie? There was like the shitty mid-90s horror, horror, like mainstream horror movie. Like The Rage? Was it The Rage? That was too? Carrie 2. No, oh, Carrie 2, The Rage. Yeah, there's the big scene. If you remember that movie, it's not, not good. It's not good at all. Um, it's the sequel. It's a, yeah, it's the sequel to that. Um, there's this, there's a giant like massacre like where she has her Carrie moment, uh-huh. and it goes from like being like a jock party to just death metal music <laughs> and crappy mid nineties. I'm not sure if any of you guys see it's don't see, it, but it's it, it's when she has her Carrie moment, it goes into the, this metal oh, metal music. Some guy gets his like whole his whole like. Like penis and testicles <laughs> shot off by uh, by somehow there's like a harpoon at the party. It, that's oh. what it. But it's like blast beats are going on, and it's like this is main in the the son for mom home improvements in the scene. He's really? the one that doesn't Taylor show. Thomas. No, not that the older one. Uh, Zach, uh, or whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No one knows. So act like you know. So, act like you know. Now with all these newer movies coming out, you got movies like Death Gasm, Mandy, right? Would you say this genre movie is coming back? Yes, 100%. I haven't seen any of those. I I would say people our age are able to finally make a movie, and this is what they're going to go to, their childhood, what made them happy. You know, this is, that's why the whole synth wave kind of uh, drive movies are being made too, because it's all these people that grew up in the 80s or late 80s, and they want to make the movies that they wish still existed. And I think that Deathgasm is the example. You know one that I really do like that's brand new? Well, not brand new, it's 2015. But uh, The Devil's Candy. Did you ever see that? Talk about a metal as fuck movie. No, I've never oh, seen it. I, yeah. it that's, check that one out. That's a modern movie that I really did enjoy. And that's a totally yeah. metal movie. I got the soundtrack to that, too. I, I feel like that's one that actually worked. Like, they just went out to make a metal movie. And it's like a modern one. It, it works. Green Room. Uh, you know, that's kind of a punk. Green know, Room. Go to this gig. And it's... <laughs> have you guys seen any of those? I love Green yep, Room. Yeah, I've seen Green Room. I don't um, watch new you movies. Know, you know, you, you nailed it. <laughs> I can't get over it. You nailed it perfectly because I feel like, uh, and I'm going to use this example to explain that there's a lot of, like, there's a big subgenre of, like, also music now. There's, like, synth new wave, which is, like, a huge thing that's happening now. And, like, movies like Blade Runner, the new Blade Runner that came out, like, brought this whole, like, it was a popular 80s franchise that was brought back, right? And it kind of all these directors are now doing like a retro take on their movies. And like when Stranger Things came out, that brought the retro, like even though it was a mainstream, but that's giving that's giving smaller independent companies that are financed like, hey, this kind of retro type of throwback, even for horror, is working. Let's give you money to it. make the movie that you were wanted to make when you were a kid because some of these directors that are growing up in the late 80s early 90s probably got passed over and now they're able to make the movies they want because production companies will back something that is kind of like a throwback which is music 80s retro kind of style that falls in the realm so that's why you're seeing like car movies with these cool concepts that are more of a throwback i agree 100 percent. so what do you think, guys? You think we beat this shit to death? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I feel I like we've, we've gone on a very long talk time. About, we didn't talk about Dead Girls, so we didn't quite cover everything. <laughs> dead Girls would be considered a death rock punk movie, sort of, because it's just yeah. a band. <laughs> it's a I wouldn't say the I wouldn't say the movie is really itself like nah. a punk movie. I think you know what I mean, but you know, fine. <laughs> it's loose. All right, let's hit the let's hit let's take a break, and uh, we'll talk about what we're doing next week. 
Okay, so as you know, this week, like we said, you're going to get to choose the movie that we do. Now, granted, we are not going to let you just choose whatever you want. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's my show. So fucking deal with it. So what we're going to do is I'm going to put three movies up on our Instagram story at Bad Taste Video. We might have to do two at a time unless three is possible at once. I hope so. I am, I've never done one, so we're going to we'll try to see. Yeah, it's either going to be done over one day or two days, but we're going to let you choose from the following movies for us to do next week. Movie number one, Terrorize, an anthology film that I actually enjoy. I like the whole idea of the woman being hired to uh, write a horror film, and basically she's tormented while she does it by some terrible dreams. Uh, the next movie that you will be able to choose from, The Infamous, the vomit-inducing, <laughs> animal cruelty-filled movie. <laughs> oh, I can't even speak. Animal cruelty-filled movie, Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, no I am more of a cannibal. <laughs> I am more of a cannibal Ferox guy, but Cannibal Holocaust, uh, sick movie. I do actually own a copy, which is pretty, it's the Japanese release, which go. I figured that was like the most authentic release I could find. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be an interesting one. It would definitely uh, lead to some discussion on some shit. I see, I see Grizz making a face <laughs> right now. I think he wants to do that one. And our number three movie that you can choose from a classic docking <laughs> build film nightmare on elm street part three dream warriors that one's going out there for mainstream mike uh <laughs> if you want to see us talk about that one which anthony and i are very well versed in we've seen it a million times we actually saw that in theaters too which yeah. was pretty fun i also got that was one of the last things i brought at comic-con was this hand-drawn poster from it yes that's yeah. true so you will be able to choose from these three films and whichever one you guys like the most, that's the one we're going to watch. So keep an eye out on Tuesday and Wednesday and we'll put the polls up and you let us know. So Anthony, what did you watch this week? What'd you get? Anything new? You said, I got Repo Man. I got that Barnes and Noble sale. I got a uh, Throne of Blood. And then I also got um one more ghoulies three ghoulies not ghoulies <laughs> and i got i got the special um i got uh one more no i think that's all i got from the criterion but i have a bunch of pre-orders for um a couple things as well pre-order that friday the 13th box set did you see that shit no i did not dude i think it's sold out but I, yeah. i'm not gonna spend 150 dollars yeah. on a blu-ray box set. i'm no sorry but if you look at it it's it's pretty cool People were bitching cool. too. There's no new content. Like they, really? they already put one out it's, before. Like why? It's, it's just a money dude, grab. It's, so it's beaten the death, man. Was Crystal the last Lake one Memories? Ten years ago, ten years ago right? It was the last big one they. Whenever beat. Crystal Lake Memories was, that I was the big one. There's a really good coffee table book that has like everything in it. Yeah, so like cool all the information book. is out there already. But I guess you know maybe there's new stuff that hasn't been talked about. Who knows? Doubtful. Uh, Grizz, what about you, man? What'd you watch? What'd you get? I know this was a, a nice week for you, right? I got a couple things. I Speaking of, I, I'm going to stick with what fits the genre of the episode of today. And I recently got some uh, films that were made in the 90s, shot on video uh, by a Mr. Damon Foster. Uh, he is a crazy, crazy motherfucker. 
my buddy Zach Murphy, uh, who uh, also collects tapes, he put this guy, like his character, in a nutshell perfectly in a message to me. He goes, he is like if Anton LaVey and Jim Carrey had a baby and it learned kung fu. <laughs> And that's fucking spot on because that's exactly <laughs> what these movies are. A couple of them that I got, uh, one is entitled Devils, Dragons, and Vampires. And I have the sequel Devils, Dragons, and Bloodsucking Bats. <laughs> so these are heavy metal movies that are about fucking kung fu. And, the, you know, it's the second one has wrestlers in it and shit and like ninjas. Dude, it's wild. Damn. These movies are absolutely insanity. They're funny as fuck. Damon Foster, if you're out there, dude, you are my soulmate. You are hilarious as fuck. <laughs> EK, what about you, man? Get anything this week? Watch anything uh, watched, interesting? Uh, way too many metal movies, revi- revisiting all that. But uh, <laughs> I watched and got um, Asylum of Terror, 94, shot on video, was later put out on York. Uh, dude, that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty legit. You guys... Uh, I think you would both really dig it. I think, Mike, you already have that one. I don't know. Grizz, I'm sure you do. I have that uh, one. It's yeah. a good one. I was really pleased with that one. Um, I got a new Trick or Treat release to add to the collection. I got the third UK release, the Polygram 1995 there with Blue Skull. Big, big one for me. I finally got Black... Oh, that is yeah, a cool release. Cool. That picture you sent was really dope. <laughs> I finally got Black Roses. That was like one of the biggest ones missing from the collection. So I'm, I'm stoked on that. Um, and I got coming in the United copy uh, by Don Dohler of Galaxy Invader. So I'm uh, that that's pretty rad. There you go. And then I watched um, Cremains, an anthology that was uh, per- pretty damn oh, fun, man. Yes. It was it was something. I want it so bad. <laughs> Video uh, Outlaw, the same ones that that's did a five uh, out of Dombe five. Sleep. Like, <laughs> it's it's interesting. So yeah, it was a good. It was a fun week. Well, speaking of Don Doler, I also received a Don Doler film this week, and that is Night Beast. Yeah, the Paragon release. Uh, Everybody seems to have that other one now, like the, uh, what do they call that, Dead Stock or whatever, like that, the porn store. Oh, yeah, the (laughs) or whatever, yeah. No, 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 it's like literally like a, uh, like a piece of shit bootleg. (laughs) Even better. I swear, dude, I'm not fucking around. It was just Perfect. like to fucking fulfill orders or something. I don't know the, the story about it. Uh, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I also am one five 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 richer this week. Like I finally. said, yeah, finally. It took two weeks, but it's here. Another. Also, this this slaughterhouse release, and I guess the massacre video release also. Uh, the pink tape and the, the night beast also has the pink uh, font on it. So I had a very, uh, you know, neon 80s week. (laughs) (laughs) And also like EK, I watched a lot of shit. I tried to cram as much as I could in this week for this episode. Feel fried. I'm never going to watch. I'm going to just fucking sell all my shit. (laughs) Rocktober blood's going in the garbage. But I think it's time to to end this one. We've been uh, going on for too long. So Anthony... Where could they find you on the internet? Abyssinian on Instagram, and yeah, that's mostly it. That's mostly it. <laughs> uh, Grizz, where could they find you? As always, you can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. 
And EK, my man, time the plug away. Go <laughs> no. for it. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at death at 33 RPM. And if you want to check out our podcast, it's at Laser Grave. So I'd appreciate it. Uh, if you like dumb shit, clearly you do. Uh, you'll still like some of the stuff we covered too. <laughs> Go listen yeah. to Laser uh, Graves. I can't recommend it enough, guys. It's probably my favorite podcast besides our own because we're the best. <laughs> but they are a close second. <laughs> <issue. laughs> Your number one VHS podcast on iTunes. Just say number uh, one. <laughs> and you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and I'll post everything podcast related on there also. And if you want to, you can visit us at www www.badtastevideo.com that's where we have everything we're involved with uh also soon uh check out the instagram i'm gonna post the poster up we're gonna have a facebook uh watch along party with a whole bunch of people hey, with our friends from fright vision video uh we also have our flicks and guitar picks okay so also <laughs> check out all our friends like we've been saying you know also, Super Tat Film Club, very, very uh, highly recommended. I learned that sharks are made of teeth thanks oh, yeah, to this episode where they did <laughs> Jaws. The Revenge, right? That's yeah. part three? Four. What a ridiculous yeah. movie. Out? Four? Yeah. Is that four? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, 3D was three, where they go to the SeaWorld-esque place. <laughs> and then four is the one with Alfred in it. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, please rate us five stars wherever you're listening to us. Subscribe, like, whatever you want to do. Man, we'll see you next week with, hopefully, something that I like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Get a walk. laughs> yeah, yeah, later. <laughs>